0: This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3105 for Friday the 26th of June 2020. Today's show is entitled Akaso EK7000 Pro. It is hosted by Ahuka and is about 17 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is my experience with an inexpensive waterproof action camera called the Akaso EK7000 Pro.
1: Hello, this is Ahuka welcoming you to Hacker Public Radio and another exciting episode. Um, And in this case, what I want to do is I want to talk about uh, a camera that I bought. Uh, So basically, uh, my wife and I had decided that getting away from cold winters uh, was a good thing. and, And the long range our idea was to get an RV and and become what we call snowbirds that get away, go south for the winter. Um, but we haven't actually done that. And I saw a really good deal on a cruise. Um, now, in hindsight, and I'm recording this at the height of the coronavirus raging through the United States. Uh, we were very lucky. <laughs> I think we got we had the cruise, and while we were on the cruise, we were starting to hear about the coronavirus. Uh, the cruise was in February. Um, you know, we started that. I think we left like the eighth or something like that, um, and and so there was there was some notion of it going around, but it was uh, at the time mostly what concerned us was that. Every time we did anything on the ship, they were spraying our hands with uh, hand sanitizer, which in hindsight was a really smart thing. Um, so, you know, we, we did have a great time. Um, we got home just fine. No particular issues. Uh, but, you know, as we were looking at going on this cruise, um, it, it, it was pretty obvious that we were going to be in the water um at least part of the time. Uh I was really looking forward to trying out some snorkeling and and various other water activities cuz you know heck if you go to the Caribbean in the winter wouldn't you want to get outside and get in the water and things like that. And I thought well I you know I like to take pictures while uh I'm on a trip like this, you know, just something to remember it by. Um Well, you know, most of the time uh, I rely on my phone for all of the pictures I'm going to take. And I thought that's not a good place to be (laughs) Uh, if you're going to be around a lot of water. And I've seen people take a smartphone and put it inside a plastic bag and seal it up and... uh, Yeah, I just wasn't sure I wanted to take that kind of a risk. So as it happens, I was watching a video on YouTube and um, and in this video, the the person was talking about evaluating different underwater cameras. And it turns out uh, I thought I could get a camera to do this that would cost significantly less than replacing my phone. Um, So he did a review Um, of all of these cameras, and there will be a link in the show notes. It's on YouTube, so you can watch that video. Um, And one seemed to be pretty good and fairly inexpensive. Now, the one he was reviewing was something called an SJ cam, and I went looking for it, but somehow ended up with what looks like the same camera under a different name, which I suspect happens a lot with electronics products from China. The one I got is the Acaso EK 7000 Pro, which cost me the grand total of $84.79 US with a 64 gigabyte micro SD card included. And that's where you store all of your photos and movies. So was it a good buy? Well, read on. Um... You know, I, I'm going to give you my evaluation, but uh, first of all, you know, what are the, the features of this thing? Um, is, it, is it a good thing on paper, at least? It's a competitor to the GoPro. And so most of the things that you would do, the connections, the hardware, what have you, it, it's all GoPro compatible. Um, but, you know, GoPro is a lot more expensive Um, It probably has a lot more features. Um, Now, one feature this camera does have is it's an app that lets you control the camera from your smartphone. And it has Wi-Fi connectivity for that purpose. Now, the fact that Wi-Fi is what it uses means you're not going to control this camera if you're not on a network. (laughs) And that turned out to bite me in the butt a little bit. Uh, So um, I have written up uh, on my website with some photos. um, And one of the things that I discovered is that there was virtually no documentation in the box when it arrived. So I'm going to give it a downgrade for that. Uh, There was a website where you could get a PDF of the user manual. Even that was very skimpy fortunately there are videos on youtube that come to the rescue and i've got links in the show notes for a number of these um that uh you know people unboxing reviewing what have you um and some of them even comparing it with the uh, gopro um so there are resources available but you have to look Now, the camera is very lightweight, even when in the waterproof case, and it's pretty small, all right? Again, a lot like the GoPro in that respect. It has a screen in the back, and that screen does have touch features, but only when not in the waterproof case. Now, the waterproof case does have the ability to press buttons at various points. Uh, The camera comes attached to a plastic base that is glued onto the box, and my first puzzle was how to remove it. And I eventually figured it out, but with no help from the user manual. There are two arms under the camera with a rubber piece in between that is also attached to the case. You pull out the rubber piece from between the two arms, pinch them together and you can pull it out. Um, and I put a, a annotated photo on my website. Again, link in the show notes. Uh, so you can see how that works. Now in addition to the camera and the case, there is quite a selection of plastic parts in the box, most of which are for mounting. But again, the user manual is not quite clear on how any of this works. There's also a pair of batteries, a battery charger, a remote control, and as I said, I bought one with an included uh, 64 gigabyte micro SD card. Now since the camera only uses one battery at a time, you can have a charged spare ready to go, but be careful that you don't actually short out the contacts and start a fire. Um, So I find leaving the extra battery in the charging module is just a good way to keep it secure. Uh, I also bought a few more of the micro SD cards since we'll be on a two-week holiday with limited internet access. In fact, The only Internet access we had was LTE when we were in port. Um, So I thought what I would do is I'd fill a card and just swap in a fresh one as needed. As it turns out, I never got anywhere near 64 gigabytes of total usage. Um, I would have been fine with just one. So I could have saved a few bucks there. On the other hand, having a couple more 64 gigabyte SD cards around is... uh, yeah, kind of a first-world problem. I'll find a use for them eventually. Now, as I mentioned, it um, it's a competitor to the GoPro, only much less expensive. Well, how much less expensive? Um, you know, I just did a, a quick thing on Amazon, and it was about $300 for a GoPro Hero 5. Um, my Acaso was 85 with the SD card included. So it's basically, GoPro is about four times more. Uh, the hardware follows the same standard. so if you, you know if you had uh, some mounting hardware or, or gidgets and gadgets that would work with a GoPro, they'll work with this. Um, the box comes with a wrist mounted remote with a strap, and there are several straps and velcro ties. However, the remote appears to be splash proof but not waterproof, so I won't be wearing it on any dives. Um, as an action camera, though, it can be used on a cycle. It comes with a mounting bracket for that purpose and other miscellaneous mounting hardware straps and ties. Now, in addition to the camera and the micro SD cards, I also purchased a head strap so I could wear the camera while diving and a small Gorillapod tripod. Uh, adding it all up, I spent about $128. I don't think that's too bad, $128 US. Now, the other thing I want to mention is that the smartphone software that is available, it's called iSmartDV. It is available for both Android and iOS, and it lets you connect the camera to the phone via Wi-Fi. The camera itself becomes the network access point, And you connect your phone to the Wi-Fi first, just as with any other Wi-Fi network. There is a password in the downloaded documentation, which you will need. Um, And again, it is, uh, you know, it's a hard-coded password. (laughs) Not the best way of doing things, but again, it's just a camera. Um, Once you have the Wi-Fi connection, open the smart the iSmart DV app, add a camera, and you can now control your camera from the phone. Uh, this can be useful for viewing or deleting pictures and videos. There is also a Bluetooth capability, but that is only for the remote control that connects to the camera. So how did it work after I had a chance to use it on this trip? Because uh, I have now returned, and as I'm recording this, it is early April. So I've been back, uh, you know, a little over a month. Uh, I've had a chance to look at the photos and movies I took. I can give you a a pretty reasonable idea of the pluses and minuses and how the overall thing worked. Now, I I would say, bottom line, good value for money. Uh, I I think it is. Uh, But whether it's the one you want may depend on a few factors. Uh, First of all, it does what it claims to do. I took it snorkeling. Uh, when we were in the Virgin Islands and took it along while climbing a waterfall in Jamaica. And camera worked fine. Um, the waterproof case kept it waterproof. Uh, I was able to work the controls uh, and do whatever I needed to do. Um, now, I did have some trouble while snorkeling, uh, in part because I'd never done snorkeling before. And, you know, I'm trying to operate a camera and snorkel and occasionally my brain just locked up and decided that not drowning was the only thing that mattered, which in hindsight is a priority I can endorse. Um, now I've, uh, on my website and there'll be links in the show notes. Um, I put a short movie, um, it's in MOV format. Um, uh, and, uh, you can see this is one that I took while snorkeling. Um, so you, you can just see what that does. Uh, bear in mind, it's not crystal clear, but that's a combination of the quality of the camera and the you know the clarity of the water. But it's, it's not bad. Um, I also did a few videos when I was not in the water. One thing I did not realize right away, in hindsight I should have, is that you get no sound while the camera is in the waterproof case. All right. Well, good to know. Um, Next thing I'd point out um, I did take videos and photos with my camera when it was safe to do so, and with the phone when it was safe to do so. I can compare them side by side. Um, And clearly, the quality for the camera is not as good as the quality with the phone. Um, Now, I spent a lot more on the phone than I did on the camera. Um, But, you know, there is a bit of a trade-off. You know, I was not going to take my phone along while we were climbing a waterfall, for instance. There's so so many ways that can go wrong. Um, I had trouble just staying on my feet a lot of the time. Um, So there's a trade-off. Would a GoPro at about four times the cost do a better job? Yeah, quite possibly, but I really don't want to spend that kind of money just to find out. I thought the photos were acceptable, so I've I've uploaded one um, again. Link in the show notes. Uh, taken while we were climbing the the falls, and it's looking up in the canopy, and you can see some people on a raised. Uh, I think they were zip lining actually. Um, so you can take a look at it and see what the quality is. I, I would say it's acceptable under the circumstances. Um, so another thing, if you take a look at that photo, there's a little gotcha that, uh, it's a, a minor annoyance, but, uh, the camera was designed to put the date the photo was taken on the shot. Okay. that. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but in this case, the the, uh, photo I put up says June 1st, 2019. And actually, the photo was taken in February of 2020. I think I figured out what that was. What I think happened is that when I was on the ship, I would take out the battery to recharge it every night. And when I did so, it would lose all of the date settings and revert to a default date. Now I did not notice it in the test photos I did at home before we left because we were always on the home network and the Wi-Fi connection to my phone would give it the correct date. But when we went on the cruise, we decided not to spend the money for a Wi-Fi connection. So there was nothing to be done. You know, it, This is, again, first world problems. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to worry about it. I know what the date is. Um, and I have it sorted appropriately. Um, I, you know, I could try and edit the photo to take that out, but, uh, I, I haven't bothered to do that. So, uh, passing this along, uh, this, this may be something that's attractive to someone. If you've been thinking about someday having a, uh, <coughs> inexpensive, uh, competitor to a GoPro that's waterproof, now, you know one possibility. So this is a hookah for Hacker Public Radio. And again, reminding everyone, stay indoors and wash your hands. Bye-bye.
0: You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at HackerPublicRadio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows